about sex and what's going on. That the um, whatever you think of the caveats now, I'm working with. Uh, you know, it could be a couple of hypothesis that it's there to which Jonathan was sort of alluding to that it's there to keep you distracted to uh, keep going on about this same issue now distracted from what which is that what coronaviruses have always been with us uh, and it's the uh, peptide that they've been engineering which we should be paying attention to that's fair enough it's a it's a good point and um, it's important that we have alternate hypotheses to uh, to continue to work with I do think that and we know we know it's the consequence of DOD um, funding and projects and so you have to understand that right now you're dealing with the DOD right and their ability to engage in psychological warfare is essentially infinite so you, you like any battlefield you're going to be trying to pick up signals now what is jeffrey sachs doing has he turned into a white hat is he a gray hat is he a still is he a black hat still but i think it's important that we pay attention to what it is that is saying we pay attention to what um covid klaus is saying we pay attention to what the other side is saying right and through that you you will eventually thread the needle Uh, let's see. Dang, YTL took a dump. It did. Uh, you can always try the, um, it looks live to me. It looks, looks like it's working. Um, you know, this, uh, <laughs> we are, we are, where is it? Tip of the spear. Edge of the knife. Right, which means we've got to cut through a lot of bullshit and um, we're going to meet resistance all the time, which is what, what's, what's happening around the uh, payment uh, processing, okay? I, I would say that someone doesn't want us doing these experiments. When you've got a corporate infrastructure that's turning around and saying that eight rodents is enough to go for the next round, okay, something is very, very wrong. And we should be testing to the nth degree exactly what these products are doing. Now, I also watched um, an individual on Rounding the F, Matt Crawford, who's convinced that all of the uh, um, adverse events are a consequence of the lipid nanoparticle. It's a, again, it's an alternate hypothesis. I would beg to disagree because we've got uh, Professor uh, Bukrat the germ pathologist, he can show expressed spike protein at sites of injury and no nucleocapsid protein. You cannot dismiss the toxicity of the RNA package in this scenario. And th the scenario looks something like this from 30,000 feet, that these programs were geared towards operating in the gray space left by previous treaties where they defined bio-warfare, etc., bio-defense, and what was and what was allowed and what wasn't. And in that space, they've been operating to, I don't know, pre the idea being to prevent uh, or preempt 
anything that the enemy could think up and have a medical countermeasure in place. We've seen that evidence. We've been watching it for two and a half years now, more. And it's it's within that space that we have to say, okay, what what do we do, and how how is it being used? What what are what are the consequences for the people who are in it? This is why I want to watch this um, Jeffrey Sachs interview because there's um, there's some important information drops. We're not going to watch all of it, okay? But he's he's gonna he's gonna use language right, which implies again, and, and it looks. I would say, like damage control. And also, he's trying to extricate himself. Extricate himself from what? Well, if it turns out that these projects have run amok, got out of control, and basically brought us to the situation we're in right now, which is on the precipice of um, a global conflagration with whatever weapons that entails in the 21st century, People that people are going to get scared about what would be retribution, because there will be, there will be retribution after the fighting stops. There always is. Look to history, and that there, I would say they're in a CYA mode. Let's see. Um, Chris, is gay pal working? Stream fags and gay pal, is it working? Can you give me a heads up? Let me just see. <laughs> okay. Um, hang on. Let me just call Chris. Um of course they backpedal. Yeah, look, the, the, everyone had their fucking fingers in it. Right, we can we can see the big picture. We can argue the, the minutiae of the molecular biology if we want, but I, you know, having fingers in it. Uh, hey, dude. Right, we can we can you we can need to argue. You need to turn me Jeff. off. Well, I got you. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to check. Go. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to check. Would it go through to? Uh, the gay pal system or should be... PayPal should be working um, I don't have anything in my PayPal so I couldn't test it right. if somebody out there could that'd be great yes um, so let me let's let's get on with some housekeeping folks right because um, in this information war um, some of some of us are um, how should we say uh, got our heads above the parapet in, engaged in a firefight with whatever it is that's uh, uh, targeting us from the other side I'm not sure what it is yet dude I'm going to let you go I just wanted to check that um, it, it was up and running yeah, cool. thank you alright cheers bro yeah I'll be here okay. right, th thanks um, so so why is Jeffrey Sachs such a big deal because what's happening is, is, is that he's laying out in exquisite detail all of the conjecture that we're at, that the, I don't know, the uh, resistance sounds sort of gay, right? But those um, dissident scientists, all of us from the beginning have been trying to formulate exactly what happened. And um, he's confirming it. And confirming it in exquisite detail to now the question is why and why now 
And I do think a lot has to do with the fact that the, the, the temperature is rising. And these people are in a position where they, um, they could be held culpable. That's the, I think that's the most parsimonious explanation right now. Now, you know, if, if you've got whistleblowers, you should, you know, do your best to look after them, get information out of them, see what it is that they have to say and what they can add to the conversation. And, and use it. And there's no, um, this isn't about a, uh, a love-in for Jeffrey Sachs. This is about passing what it is that he's saying and how people who are in upper positions compared to us understand this. You are the bottom of the rung. The only, other, the only lower rung is if you're in warlord ter- territory close to fucking Burgle. Right? And all, all, of the, all of their decisions... Right, they, they run up and down comp- compartmentalized hierarchical structures, and there are people in there that have climbed and played that game, and they've probably done quite well. You know, especially when you're dealing with a sort of pathological um, Ayn Randism and objectivism, right? Selfish being a virtue. I'll just climb on the back of them. That's uh, I'm, I'm all set, and I. Uh, they are realizing that they're useful idiots along for the ride. So, yeah, I think so. That's something that you have to bring into the equation right now. Do they? Do, are they realizing that they were useful idiots? Does Malone re- think that he's been a useful or or not so much a useful idiot? He was playing the game and realizing, oh shit, things things could get squirrely for me. My uh, my little ranch and uh, Portuguese horses could go away very very quickly. And the rats leaving a sinking ship, potentially. Now, um, they could be our rats. And we can do what we want with them. <laughs> Bring them into the lab. Probe them. Uh, let's see. Try, uh, don't even try to justify yourself, Doc. Um, what's the motivation? I don't know. Um, conspirators hierarchy, maybe. Uh, Crystal Sherman, good to see you. Um, so anyway, look for the homepage. Right now, our main payment processor is being handled, right? And hopefully there will be a good resolution. I would just ask for prayers for everyone that they um, realize that there's, uh, you know, the algorithm is just uh, being... Uh, abused and it has literal human fallout um, as a consequence and hopefully it will get rectified but right now you can't use that you can become a patreon i don't i don't mind patreon i you know if people want to put that in and uh, i can build uh, a patreon i would like a couple of hundred uh, supporters and then you know that would that's me with like a, a, a below average pension right for um for all the time and effort that i put in and then there's there's the costs that come with doing this you had enough thank you thank you thank you very much uh much much appreciated um and all all, all of this money like i say there are there are people working behind me the fact that i can ring up chris okay 
I can ring up Simon. I can ring up Rimo. Okay? These people are all working. Right? What? You think they work for nothing? Now, I wish I could pay them a lot, lot more, but most of, most of what what gets earned through this, through me shaking my cup right now, goes into running these systems and getting ready to do experiments. Okay? The ear bars are about to arrive. We're, I, I was speaking with Rimo today about organizing for the first round of rats. Now, the financing, you know, I thought we were getting on top of that, but, well, you know, I've got I've to work a bit harder. And, and we're close. We're close to doing the tests, okay? Doing the tests that, um, you know, like I say, uh, I, I used the example of rounding the earth uh, earlier. Um, you, you can have all the hypotheses that you want. Do the experiments. Do the experiments and see what comes out. And I'm pretty sure that we'll see express spike protein anywhere that we see um, physiological harm. Okay. Or inflammatory markers that are a consequence of being being exposed systemically. Um, yes, we have a new um, site dot com. So the previous site may have been a, pro a problem because it was dot info site. Um, uh, having no luck into WTYL, lads. Uh, let me just give you a new link, see if this works. Um, so, am I live? Oh, I can't tell. <laughs> I should be live. What's... Uh... Hang on, let me do this. <laughs> Cool, uh, cool tax evading blick. <laughs> if he's uh, if he's not drunk on his forties, smoking tabs. Um, but look, you can watch on Rumble, you can watch on YouTube, you can watch on well, hopefully WTYL. Um, there should be a live feed on here. Um, you can watch on McCann Dojo, right? Um. If you go to McCann Dojo, scroll down. There's a there's a player there, right? That works quite well. All right, go there. Scroll down. All right. So, um, buy me a coffee is the most stable way for you to sort of throw tips at the moment. Um, Uh, all right. Um, let's see. Where was I? I've seen everything that's ever been done. First got into it 2010 when Denny Dean Iobrod dropped his excellent documentaries. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the chat. All right, let's move on. Um, so I'm way, way behind on what I wanted to do. Uh, top tier trolling from the, the Russians. Uh, US states that wish to join Russia will be considered, says Duma member. Um, that would be a hilarious move if uh, Florida, Texas... And Alaska just say, uh, yeah, you know what? Th those old tax rates, that 10% flat tax rate they have in Russia and uh, the right to bear arms. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. 
<laughs> Maybe it's worth thinking about. <laughs> so um, I thought that was quite funny. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, oh, that's too complex. I missed that one. Um, this is interesting. So as I was saying, people are changing and flipping position because the temperature is rising. Tulsi Gabbard leaves Democratic Party over threat of nuclear war. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and oh, wait, spirituality. You can't see this, can you? who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Speaking my kind of language, sheer limited hangout. Again, don't know don't know right all, all i say all we can do is get ready position right there, there's gonna be they're gonna throw down it looks like now um usually in these types of instances you probably i would say you should try and stay out uh, out of trouble but trouble might come to you you may not be interested in holy war but holy war has certainly got an interest in you um let's see let's see her register as a republican well um but again what what i'm trying to get at is um these higher placed individuals these well-paid um it's not mid-tier right they're operating near the top and Sachs is one of them and again in this situation we've we've been caught the west has been caught playing funny buggers and there will be fallout they know this they know this it's damage control and you know for some reason SARS has been part of it and now um, the conflagration that's picking up and it's a conflagration that can come to America's shores you get a taste of the war that you've been so liberally spreading around the globe well <laughs> for the last 70 odd years um Right, so, uh, well, anyway, I want I want people to speak up. So the G7 uh, had a meeting, and uh, this is the conclusion of their meeting. Uh, they will act in solidarity and close coordination to eliminate the negative consequences of Russian aggression for global economic stability. We have imposed and will continue to impose additional economic sanctions on Russia. I don't think they're working. I don't think Russia gives a fuck. Uh, we condemn Russia's deliberate escalatory steps. <laughs> Two co quo argumentation there. We're deeply concerned about the deliberate damage to the Nord Stream pipelines in the Baltic Sea and strongly condemn any deliberate destruction of critical infrastructure. 
Holy shit. Literally, 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 we know. We, right, it's 99.9999999% nailed on that it was the US and uh, its cronies that did that. Britain would have been uh, deeply, deeply enmeshed in uh, such a squalid little uh, um, plan. Little fucking... They make me sick. Um, and... <laughs> the brass balls of them. The brass balls to just turn around and say, yeah, oh, yeah, we condemn, we're condemning Russia and uh, that, that, that gas pipeline. Uh, we reaffirm that any use of chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons by Russia will have serious consequences. <laughs> oh, this is great. This I hadn't even I hadn't even read this far down, but uh, again, two two logical fallacies there. Uh, Gazprom said they found a sea fox mine. Yeah, I did see that story. Um, I, I think they're a bit small for the explosion that was done. Uh, we condemn Russia's actions at Zaporozhye nuclear power plant in Ukraine. So blaming Russia for the uh, nuclear power plant when it's Ukrainians that are shelling it. <laughs> We reiterate our call to the Belarusian, author- uh, Belarusian authorities to stop contributing to the Russian war of aggression. G7 leaders welcome Ukrainian President Zelensky's readiness for a just world. Uh, oh. <laughs> they, can, they must think we were born fucking yesterday. Uh, let's see. Let's. Uh, what did I have next? Oh, yeah. About the bridge. Now... Um, maybe, maybe this is these are missiles hitting it. I don't know. I don't know. The problem is it's uh, it's a recording of a recording. But and it looks like two. A second one comes down. Now I don't know. This might be fucking armor free. All I know, for all we know, but um, a missile seems consistent. You are brazen. Yes, little bottlers. This is a fake video. Yeah, I mean that's um, that's what I'm going with. It's potentially a fake. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, why Why is it a fake, Jigs? Um, looks fake. Does it? I don't know. Again, recording of a recording. So I'm not saying it is. Um, I'm just saying I've seen it. And um, just make a note of it. That's that's all. All right, let's move on. Uh, oh, Shahid time. <laughs> كنت ميتا في بحور الغي والإثم غريطة كنت عابدا في paralyzed after rare COVID jab reaction wins 120,000 payout in horrendous process and 72 virgins. In fact, no, this Shahid didn't quite reach Shahid level. 
No, he bottled uh, it in the hospital bed, came out paralysed and uh, only got money instead. But we salute, we salute this uh, man's efforts to uh, sequester his carbon such that his bedders may continue a more luxurious and uplifting life without having to step over poles on the street on their way to the uh, social clubs and badminton uh, sessions. So, a partial salute for this shaheed. Didn't quite make it. Uh, Alright, so, let's move on. I'm trying to get to the video stuff. Uh, this was interesting. Um, so, th- this is basically um, Dutch. Uh, let's see. Pfizer director admits vaccine was never tested on preventing transmission. I think this guy's Dutch uh, by that accent. But If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. <laughs> I dislike this. It's unbecoming. Um, look, man, it's a skit. You know what it is? It's a way of talking about it without me getting taken down from YouTube. You should be taking vaccines, citizen. <laughs> Just uh, those are rare side effects. So uh... this removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this... You know, things like banking. Um, and again, this is the world that they want for us. And hyper-control through digital systems. And, you know, I wish it weren't so, but that's that's where we are. That's the, that's the environment in which we have to operate. This to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Smal, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stop? Look, it's this it's this type of bullshit attitude which prevents beneficial b- beneficent corporations like Pfizer giving us the products we need for the 21st century. This how dare he how dare he question our betters i'm shocked 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 that he would get in the way of uh, us needing we need more shaheeds doesn't he realize that the shaheeds can bring four generations in, into heaven into jannah allah akbar the transmission of the virus before it entered the market if not please Say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer. Yes or no? And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really... 
it's, it's this type of brave women that we need up there to uh, maintain our ethical frameworks. And all of you peons, you lickspittles that dare question her in the science. How dare you? How dare you? really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. No, sir. You are scandalous. You are scandalous for questioning Pfizer. How dare you? How dare you question their Shahid program? of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out... Uh, it's for the common good. It's for the common good. Like I say, it's this type of bullshit activity that just keeps dragging us down. ...to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. Please share this video. No. No, I say don't share that video. I say... I say you go and get your boosters. Line up. Line up. Get those boosters. It's your civic duty. Right. Um, do it for others then. <laughs> uh, speed of science sounds like it needs a speed limit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to... Uh, oh, she bastard. How dare he? Listen to this man. I, I, I refute everything that this man says. It's an offence. To my sensibilities. I'm Dr. Roger Hodgkinson, a freedom-loving pathologist from Canada. I'm a fellow of the American College of Pathologists and the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada. My medical degrees are from Cambridge University in the UK. Oh, Ponty Oxbridge, are you? Hmm? Okay. And I've held a number of significant positions, including being an assistant professor at the University of Alberta, president of the Association of Laboratories. <laughs> Says, I saw a video of Hunter Biden walking around his hotel room where he detected a bunch of graphene oxide. He even smoked some of it for confirmation. He could see the effects almost immediately. Scary stuff. <laughs> for that, sir, you can have... Uh, does this work? I'll do... Uh, what's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a legit scientist. All published and shit. She... Just XYX84 says the Dutch guy is damaging the narrative. It's shameful. Shameful, I tell you. Whatever next. People not going. People not doing their civic duty for the common good. People not listening to Bob Brush Wilson. God, blimey. Imagine. Imagine the chaos. <laughs> now, this bullshit grey head. What's he got to say? Physicians of Alberta. Chairman of the Canadian Examination Board in Pathology, CEO of a large community laboratory. <laughs> if you wanted a caricature of an angry, sad old man face, <laughs> that is it. How do how do you, how do you get such down? <laughs> right, he must have he must have had a grim career, man, being a pathologist. Just uh, lit literally like the uh, what's that scene in the thing? Where they've got that mangled mess of uh, dog and bodies, and uh, he's like, that—that's not human. <laughs> that's what he looks like. And currently, I'm the chairman of an American biotechnology company involved in DNA sequencing. I have a number of. Jay Rutherford say he's one of the good guys. AJ hey, Rutherford, I've had enough of these bullshit bastards getting in the way of the narrative. We need more narrative, sir. I'm determined to stay on YouTube and I will be calling out these people from now on. Important messages for you resulting from this unprecedented horror show, the worst in medical history. I am viscerally outraged at this totally unnecessary, grotesque human tragedy. 
So my first message is this. Believe nothing you are being told. It's all been a pack of lies from start to finish. Pure propaganda. This is nothing more than a bad seasonal flu with slightly increased risk for older people with comorbidities. How dare you, sir? How very dare you? It's Again, it's this type of uh, misleading misinformation that we need to get on top of. My second message is that more than anything, this is a pandemic of fear. Fear that was intentionally driven by two major factors. The notorious PCR test and the viciously effective silencing of any counter-narrative. Uh, and again, um, <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to maintain a, uh, what should we say? consistent line but uh, maybe maybe the old grumpy twat is right <laughs> he's a bioweapon denier uh maybe and like i say again to um deny the uh or th- there's a there's a balance right between it's just a flu bro and um it's uh i, I don't know <laughs> the thing and it's going to come and take over you and you'll be running through the snow with um, warping hands the PCR test creates over 95% false positives in perfectly well people and drives the graphs in the morning paper where these false positives are called cases they're no such thing you are being lied to the second driver of fear is the brutal silencing of the truth from the three sources you would normally rely upon to form your own independent judgment politicians, the media, and physicians, particularly MDs, who by their cowardly silence have decided to put income ahead of ethics. The ethics, we physicians... Again, how dare he? How very dare he? Shocking, I tell you, shocking. Uh, Someone's put a link to uh, get your shot. Let's uh, see, someone doing their civic duty? Yes, Shahid. To me, um, it's kind of hard to make because as I'm watching myself, but it's just a partial, a half effort, a half effort. What I'm going to say is, I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is paralysis on one side of the face. For me, it's uh, this side here. Um, We've seen her before, but uh, let's move on. I want to get to Jeffrey Sachs. Uh, let's, let's skip that. Skip that. Um, now, this is interesting. Um, University of Maryland study finds that mutations in SARS-CoV-2 accessory proteins play key roles in pathogenesis, clinical manifestations and disease. Now, I want to spend time going through uh, this paper. Um, I'm not going to be able to do it today, uh, but it is in uh, PNAS. Uh, let's just see which one of the access or the accessory proteins that they are. Um, doesn't really say... Anyway, um, it, it's it. I'm of the opinion that it's not just the spike protein. There, there are other suspect um, accessory proteins in SARS that, again, to me, just lend themselves to the premise of being tweaked. And again, we can discuss back and forth about uh, the merits of you know arguing about how how important this is. And you know, there's a What's important is what's happening right now. The world is moving at a very, very fast pace, and we've got history just to guide us. And uh, these stable systems have this tendency to just flip, right? You think everything's okay, and then boom, the ATMs don't work anymore, and there's no more electric. 
so I, I will try and do more SARS um, science maybe tomorrow. Um, there was another one as well. Uh, sublineages do not discriminate against the old or young, healthy or the immunocompromised, jabbed or unjabbed. They love all. Um, maybe I did this paper, but um, again, I, I've, because, because of having to deal with someone who doesn't understand static electricity at the beginning, okay, I don't, I don't have time to go through the tabs that I do have. And um, that's, that's a shame. Uh, read this. I know Fleming Method and Richard. What do, what do you want me to? Um, what do you want me to do? I speak to Richard quite regularly. Um, uh, let's see. Did this, did this. Uh, uh, oh, this is, so we can, this is, I can do this abstract real quick. Um, COVID-19 pathology in the lung, kidney, heart and brain. The different roles of T-cells, macrophages and microthrombosis. And I'm just going to go through the abstract because pretty much anything that you need, uh, it, it's, it's all in there. Well-written abstract. So here we aim to describe COVID-19 pathology across different tissues to clarify the diseases, pathology, lungs, kidneys, heart and brains from nine COVID-19 autopsies were compared by using antibodies against SARS-CoV-2 macrophages, microglia, T-lymphocytes, B-lymphocytes and activated platelets. Alzheimer's de- disease pathology was also assessed. PCR techniques were used to verify the presence of viral RNA. COVID-19 cases had a short clinical course, 0 to 32 days, and their mean age was 77. Point four hypoxic changes in the inflammatory infiltrates were present across all tissues. The lymphocytic components in the lungs and kidneys was predominant over that of other tissues, with a significantly greater presence of T lymphocytes in the lungs, which showed the greatest presence of viral antigens. The heart showed scant SARS-CoV-2 traces in the endothelium endocardium, foci of activated macrophages and rare lymphocytes. The brain showed scarce SARS-CoV-2 traces. Prominent microglial activation and rare lymphocytes. And this is something that we seem to be honing in on as the mechanism for what's driving the, the long hauler state. So there's activation of microglia as you know, inflammatory markers and viral particles and all sorts are permeating into the brain when you're in a disease state and then causing this um this debilitating state and again i'm of the opinion that they've they've looked at that mechanism as a incapacitating agent that's that's what i think try to convince me otherwise bring the evidence to show me that that's not the case why why is this virus so well tuned for that particular response. And again, it's not just the spike protein. Uh, the PONS exhibited the highest microglial activation. Uh, microthrombosis was significantly higher in COVID-19 lungs compared with control. Anyway, that's that's the um, the point of this paper. So um, microglia activation, again, we looked at the PET imaging the other day as an indicator of that's what's happening in long COVID. And yeah, what did they identify? The PONS and the anterior cingulate regions. Areas that are, well, you know, areas that are important for autonomic control and areas that anterior cingulate is the sort of cortical processing component of part of the limbic circuitry. Um, all right, so let's move on from there. All right, COVID clause um, is going to make an appeal. Now, uh, it's only a minute 51, 
and um, let's have a listen to what he has to say before I um, interject. There's something happening right now worldwide. Um, there is a, I think a lot of, of us have felt the force of a concerted effort to try to tear us apart. And to some extent, it's working. And it, it comes under the guise of these world, words like controlled opposition. There is a, a, an effort right now to destroy, as, as, as the truth is coming out, to destroy the integrity and cohesion of the resistance groups all across the world. And it is... Um, it's a fair point. It, things like uh, having people go down rabbit holes of graphene oxide, of 5G nanodust, um, all, all that type of nonsense when there's far more easy science that will explain the phenomenon. Um, you, again, it, it's, I'm not going to disagree with what it is that he's saying. But listen to the subtext right, that um, he's making here. Um, he, he knows that people think that he's controlled opposition. Why? Well, because he's still got his sticky fingers in essentially many, many grant, uh, not grant, uh, patents for vaccines. Now, um, if, you're, if you're coming clean, right, and you want to come out as a white hat, and look, he's made. He's made. He doesn't have to worry about money or his family have to worry about money for generations. Why doesn't, why doesn't he just say, I don't want anything to do with that, right? Make a public show. I don't want anything to do with these vaccines. Um, I'm not allowed to say I'm not allowed specifically to talk about this because of non-disclosure agreements. But you can allude to what they could be doing. Um, instead, what we get is a sort of pep talk. It is a powerful force that's hitting us in every channel they can. And I just plea with you. Um, we need to keep all of us. There is no one leader. There is Oi. a diverse spectrum of decentralized leadership, which is what makes us strong. And do not let them put us in opposition with each other. We must stand together as community. That's the only way, the only way we're going to be able to resist, because what we've learned is that what we've just experienced over the last three years is just a tiny slice of what they're planning to do to us. And if we're going to, if we're going to be able to succeed, um, we got to hang together, as Benjamin Franklin said, or we are certainly going to hang separately. Thanks. <laughs> Now, look, um, I can agree with every word that he's saying. I can. I can. Um, when he was there um, pleading, do not do not bring the children into this. Um, I'm with him. I'm with him about um, right now, uh, those those scientists. We, and we know who they are. OK, who have been there from the beginning, calling out the, these issues. It's not just scientists, um, but other concerned members of the public as well. Um, and. Yeah, I th you know, it could be it could be relatively easy for Robert Malone to just say, yeah, I, why not? Why not? Why shouldn't I, as a as a public gesture, give up? You can give up a patent. 
You can say I don't, I'm no longer associated with it. I mean, he's he's in the literature of having done all this work anyway. So you know, I, I, again, I'm I, I'm in a sort of wait and see moment, right? In the fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's what's that person doing? Do do we need to do something or not, or is he going in the right direction? And for the moment, um, I would just say, just just hang back. There's no there's no need there's no need right now to um, really um, th- there's bigger fish to fry right now. I would argue. Just keep listening to what it is that they're saying, what it is that they're doing, and not doing. Right, that that will help guide us, right? Who are the untermensch at the bottom? Uh, Doc, there is a spiritual factor to this that science will not be able to discern. This will take higher intelligence and sixth sense. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, Socks spent 12k on groceries in July. I don't know what that means. Um, division is an important part of destruction maybe um, Malone I've become somewhat of a leader of the opposition patting each other on the back Malone is classical old school spook adjacent asset yeah also Malone there is no leader did he just say diversity is our strength did he I didn't catch that uh, James Giordano on nanobot tech look fucking stop worrying about nanobot tech right now you know what you should be worried about? Just just the fact that they can switch you off at the push of a button. That's what you should be worried about. What I'm dealing with right now. Because once they've done with me... Wow! Uh, oh, someone uh, subscribed. I don't know why that's... Uh, put that up there. Jason, thank you very much. Um, once they're done with me, they're coming for you. Okay? And like I say... Uh, I'm I'm somewhat insulated because I've I've managed to get a mob of raccoons around me who who will um keep <laughs> helping me crowd surf um the the the, the silencing uh stunning and brave uh too many are on the nose anti-vaxxers more than covid it's a truly natural human um, look, and again, if people have been vaccinated and they didn't have a choice in the matter and they were young, etc., and um, you, you can't have that, that these sort of purity tests. Should we be looking at these programs in depth where we've got predatory corporations that are essentially insulated from any comebacks? Absolutely. I believe that. Well, to the point that... Uh, <laughs> We should be, we should be making sure that we stay on uh, what uh, for the common good, for the common good. All you lick spittles, stay in, your, stay in your pods. Uh, did, did that? Did that? For many people, no amount of money and fortune is never enough. Maybe Italian teacher dropped dead in front of a class. Poor kiddos and another another clot shot victim. I can say uh, salute to the shaheed. Uh, lay your riches up in heaven and good deeds for humanity. Um, God, I hope that's true. Uh, the kids will start dying. Um, maybe um, help Allah and Dr. Kev. Um, yeah, again, I would just say um, because of the restrictions today, um, I, I would be interested if someone can make this stream fags gay pal work. Um, sh- <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> it don't work. Uh, buy me a coffee. Send crypto. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> see, see how successful they are. Once that, that, like, I sit here and I'm like, ouch, that hurts. That hurts, right? Because I, I don't have, I don't have fuck you money like Malone. And I'm the one going and trying to set up and do research. And and by their fruits shall you know them. Uh, yes, the bank is your ultimate concern. Just a gaze, Doc, indeed. They're already after me. I get a tax. Maybe Nanobot Takers Old News. I remember researching stuff like that 15 years ago. How they would travel around the bloodstream targeting tumors, cancers, and stuff. Yeah. It's not, um, it's just other fish to fry right now, folks. The change of the law in the UK recently, so only one doctor needs to sign you off for sectioning under mental health. Uh, what's amazing is the control they have over the doctors. Yes, um, something in the VAC seems to increase control. Well, I don't know if it's something in it, but just the act, I think, is enough to, it's like initiation into, uh, I don't want to say cult, but um, a group, so a form of group think. Uh, the banking system, BIS, ECB, IMF, control everything and everyone. Control will be mandated via your bank first. And Russia is not part of the BIS. I checked. They threw them out, right? And that's why That's why I'm leaning in. I'm leaning into Pappy Putin. Come on, Pappy Putin. Stick it to them. You send those calibers over there. Get those, get those globo homos something to think about. Uh, watch your bank carefully. Uh, yep. Uh, if they do section you under mental health, you have zero rights. They can inject anything into you. That's true. Why hasn't Malone funded any of your research? Yeah, there's quite a few who could uh, fund research. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, Razadine says I sent a $25 donation about 25 minutes ago. Let me just check. How did you do that, uh, Razadine? Did you use um, GayPal or... Uh... Let me check. I want to know if the gay pal worked, but if you sent a uh, coffee, um, yeah, I see it. Um, thank you very much. Um, that was, yeah, so PayPal did work. Um, that's good to know. That's good to know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Let's see, PayPal had that hiccup this weekend, two and a half thousand fines for misinformation. Oh yeah, they soon walk that back, but trust me, that's coming. That's coming. Right, they just let it slip a little too early. Wow! Uh, Stras Daniels, just subscribed. Thank you very much. Shout out. Um, sell a horse, buy a rat, Robert. <laughs> Uh, then they changed the tune Monday, said, oh, that was a glitch. Yes. Um, they think Putin is very ill, cancer or such. Uh, what? Compared to Biden? <laughs> <laughs> he looks fighting fit to me. He'll, he'll go another 20 years. What's the matter with you? Lucy, um, did you, how did you do your dono? Some Some of them right now are held up. Uh, if you did it through the tip jar, um, they'll be held up, and uh, we're trying to 
Um, we're trying to fight for it. Um, okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, let's move on. Imagine COVID-19 as a cover to save vaccinology. It's quite sinister. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, peeps took their dollars out of PayPal. Yeah, good. Anyone see Dr. Bregan on Alex Jones a few weeks ago? Diss him alone. Yep. Uh, the psychiatrist will not look at evidence either. I don't know what that means. Two and a half thousand is a Russian number. It would be the next BS they spew. <laughs> um, I sent fire stream fags. Gay pal. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's the website is down for some reason right now. We <laughs> just uh, I'll call tech support. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on there? cool uh let's see i don't watch I, I tend not to watch but if people put a clip of something interesting i will um do, 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 do. let's slip a bit too early just start building all right chris uh website is down website is down is it yeah hang on there's loads of feedback um yeah i just wanted to let you know it was down yeah um let me just check i'm not working on it but it should be up right now the old website is down the old one went to a construction oh right 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 i need to change the link um sorry sorry that's my fault dude it's me being retarded that's cool um sorry i'll put the i'll put the link in the here yeah please, please that's the do. one right there yeah thank you thank you chris thank you thank you thank you um yeah so to go to um you need to go to synaptech lab this is where you need to go and uh, you need to go to supporters uh, sponsors and supporters get that link copy link and there go there that that'll work that'll get round the uh, the banking blocks at the moment so uh, for all those who uh, try to get in the way of the docks I'll do uh, what's his face that is me. Uh, I am a legit scientist. All published and shit. Shit. Uh, right, let's move on. Um, so, again, pick up the ammunition that Malone is use or dropping around, okay? But watch what it is that he's doing. It would be my advice. And again, the fact that we're looking at something that, you know, he, he's heavily, heavily involved or was involved in, in that network. Now that could be really valuable for us. So this is why this is why I'm I'm reluctant to just go in uh, <laughs> katana's swinging and um and 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 make a mess, right? Let's let's see where it's going, right? Because they're having to adapt, right? Something that Mark said to me, um, God, this was a while back, but it was something along the lines of if if you. Because I, w- I was frustrated, I think, at the time. I was just like, I feel like I'm banging my head against a brick wall, etc. And he said, like, if you if you think you weren't having an impact, do you think we would be seeing people like Robert Malone? And there's there's the truth in that, right? They're they're having 
to make real-time adjustments. Real-time adjustments so that, uh, what's her face, uh, Tulsi Gabbard will uh, switch political parties. Jeffrey Sachs will come out spilling the beans. Now, again, th- th- there's, there's something that needs to be taken into the equation, which is that when the dust settles, people will be held responsible. Uh, don't forget about Malone's co-authored book with a CIA agent. No, I, I don't. I don't forget anything about him. But again, look, we can play purity tests all day, right? Um, right, right now, it's it's the big demon <laughs> that's coming to squash us that I want to uh, keep my eye on, and I'll, I'll keep an eye on Malone at the corner of my eye, and we can all do that, and then we'll we'll see what's going on. All right, so let's get to Jeffrey Sachs, and I'm not going to start from. Uh, the beginning. I'm not sure who, the, who this Steve who is, um, but apparently he's um, he's on 21 of his street, number 21, and he's at 7,000 subscribers. Let's, let's go back. Uh, why a lab leak is plausible, plausible, or potential for bioweapons research? Let's let's. I've got time. It's uh, it's going to be a late one for me. Um. Let's start here. Again, let's keep an eye on the body language. Let's listen to what he has to say. And again, my my premise is, is that we're dealing with biowarfare programs. And in it, it, it's only military programs that would have the capacity and ability to uh, uh, engage in the type of obfuscation and manipulation of systems that we're seeing right now. I truly, truly believe that. Now, again, how much do you get distracted by it and pulled in one direction versus another? I don't know. I mean, I would like people held responsible. And um, the fact that they have lied, colluded and engaged in, well, conspiracy to to cover that aspect up. Well, you know, I... <laughs> I'm going to focus on that particular aspect. It's what I've been doing. And, you know, I, I, I had to uh, weather a lot of slings and arrows by holding to that position, saying these are DOD weapons programs. Now, whether they're defensive or not, it doesn't doesn't matter. They can defensive or offensive. It's just how you how, what you write on your uh, dockets and bits of paper that you submit for your bureaucracy. And they would be stupid to put offensive. Uh, AI Vector says, updated gay pal WTR support link in the dojo. Dude, you're just... um, When I say that there's some brilliant, brilliant people around who are um, helping in this fight, uh, Alberto is one of them, man. Just uh, solid. Solid, solid. Like like an 800-year oak tree. Thank you, brother. I don't know. This is just words in a, in a world of much more violence. So, uh, you know, one can take it, but still really escort. Oh, this is, this is actually let, let's just go back here. Right. Because um, he talks about how he was getting. At which uh, point? Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just we'll, we'll watch it from the beginning. We'll do an in-depth analysis of Jeffrey Sachs. And maybe maybe if I've got energy, we'll do Tom Cowan. 
And I thought, oh, my God, here we go. Uh, now we're going to turn this into geopolitics. So I more or less felt even more convinced that this was a natural spillover. And when I was asked to head the Lancet Commission, I reached out to a person that I knew had been working on zoonotic spillovers for a decade, Peter Daschuk. <laughs> so I stepped right into what would be a, an absolutely wild ride. He How did he know Peter Daschuk, Dazak? How did he know him? That's a question I'd like to ask. Where did they meet? Peter Daschuk uh, heads something called Eco Health Alliance, uh, and it is uh, an organization based on the threats of zoonotic spillovers, that is, emerging diseases uh, coming out of nature. And they were doing monitoring and collecting uh, viruses and looking for outbreaks in rural areas in China and Southeast Asia. So I thought, oh, go to the source, go to the person who's most monitoring this and ask that person to head the task force on origins. Now, the Lancet Commission had 10 task forces, so this was only one of the topics, but one that was very interesting and quite important. And uh, Dashik went ahead to... Uh, after I asked him, Dax is becoming a saxophone. No, I'm I'm engaged in analysis of what he's saying. It's important because what he, what he's doing is he's wrapping up. He's wrapping up all the discussions that we've had over the last two and a half years. The question is why, why? That's what we have to get to. And like I say, I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with the content of what he's saying because I've been saying it. He he mirrors exactly. Exactly what I've been talking about. And goes into biowarfare. And very, very few people will go there. Charles. Jay. That's about it. Who, who, who have the credibility and consistency to speak about it. I don't don't care about nanobots i don't i don't there's far far easier ways of controlling dipshits to head that task force and i recruited a group of scientists pretty much like-minded scientists i could see people who were working one way or another on natural uh, spillovers so uh, that went on for uh, a, a few months and we were attending to other issues. Should you wear face masks? <laughs> what about lockdowns? Uh, is, is the vaccine coming or not? How would it be used? Uh, no Look, the Lancet report is not just about origins. There's a whole other section that's in there that's full of, um, say, we, um, I'd go over your experience. Um, I've been discussing this from the beginning and published in the, uh, in the field. Um, let's, let's have a discussion. Um, you know, I'll be honest with him that I come from uh, a very, very different political viewpoint of uh, where we should and shouldn't be going. And I would probably ask uh, questions that may make him uncomfortable. But let's see. Let's see if he wants. To, let's see if he wants to answer them. So many issues and debates, and the origins was in, in a way seemingly uh, an intellectual exercise, uh, but not the most immediate practical concern. And by the summer and fall of 2020, one major article had come out in uh, Nature Medicine in. Uh, March 2020, called The Proximal Origins of SARS-CoV-2, which I had which read. Which we know was terrible. Terrible, terrible paper. And there were a few, there, were, there weren't many calling it out at the time. And let's say, you could probably count them on your fingers and toes. Carefully, I thought, 
uh, which described why this was a natural spillover. And there was a section in the middle that said, not from a lab, just doesn't have the right markings and nothing in the lab was much like this. And uh, you could really rule that out. So by the late fall 2020, I was knowingly telling other people, yeah, this is natural. Don't listen to this stuff. You know, lots of conspiracies, crazy, crazy ideas around, but uh, I'm pretty much on the inside and I can tell you that, uh, that this is natural. I'm pretty much on the inside. I can tell you this is natural. So he sat through many meetings. Uh, Jack, that's about blue heron. Uh, uh, blue heron, I don't know. It's, it's just, um, it's probably Silverado, but just um, knock it off. I don't want to hear about 5G. I think things started to uh, turn in early 2021. Uh, first of all, there were a few dogged reporters, very few, and not one in a mainstream outlet. Nobody in the. Nobody. Media. Nobody. And those of us that did speak out got attacked censored straight away i was like okay gloves off <laughs> let's uh, let's go then let's see let's see who lasts the distance and um i would say that we're beginning to come out on top new york times or washington post or wall street journal or financial times or any of the major english language newspapers that were saying anything other than uh, well it's it's natural and China's probably uh, hiding what happened in the marketplace, and but uh, clearly it, it came uh, out of uh, nature. But there were a few reporters even filing lawsuits. Tell us something about what's going on. Uh, and of course, I started to hear the controversies around EcoHealth Alliance because people were saying, hey, maybe EcoHealth Alliance, the group that I had basically brought into the Lancet Commission, but because it was there, maybe they know more than they're telling us. This is interesting. Good data point. Good data point. Confirming all our investigations. Great. Great. We'll pocket that. Thank you very much. Like uh, It's like uh, Mario Brothers as you go along, ticking the gold coins. Diddling, diddling. And so I started asking questions and started reading the controversies late. I can't take any credit for early insight on this, but I started asking. And uh, of course, what happened was more and more uh, disparities with the, the natural story started to come out. Uh, first, no animal was found anywhere in China, tens of thousands tested, uh, and uh, no evidence whatsoever of a natural spillover. And more and more stories started to come out that, uh, well, some fairly dangerous research uh, or suspicious research or research we don't really understand was underway at the Wuhan Institute. Which it was. Which it was. And not just at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And again, what happened with these programs were that they got taken away from places like Fort Detrick and disseminated through the academies and funded very well. There's a whole network of scientists who realized that they were riding the gravy train. Institute of Virology and lo and behold, connected with EcoHealth Alliance. So, of course, uh, I was open minded about this, to be sure, and uh, started asking questions of Dashen uh, and uh, was not getting honest answers from Dashen. Uh, he was evasive, uh, denying that research that others were vociferously claiming to be done uh, was actually done. And he said things that immediately I knew were not true uh, to media, uh, saying, we don't do any research like that. We don't uh, have uh, uh, any uh, experiments of that kind. All we do is work with the local communities. Statements that were absolutely untrue. And again, things that we were calling out. Nice, nice to get confirmation that you're on the right track. 
Okay. Again, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with anything, but put it in the context of what the rest of the Lancet Commission, right, and the billions that they're asking for and the type of systems that they're trying to put into place. Uh, that's the context I would put this in. And again, how much of this is damage control? And deeply misleading. Well, that's extraordinarily uncomfortable if you're chairing a commission. Um, and at that point, I started calling around to many more of my friends and colleagues and they pointed me to others and i got a thorough briefing really for the first time about a year less than a year but uh, probably by early spring 2021 and the experiments that were being done were explained to me and this was really striking for me you know again i'm an economist i'm not a lab bench scientist but i can read the articles and i was (laughs) given a reading list and i went through them and i went back to dashing and said peter this is really concerning. I'd like to see your uh, grant proposal that is the base of this work. And he said, no, no, I can't give that to you. And I said, what do you mean? This is an NIH grant and I need to see it. I need to understand this right now. No, no, no. I can't give this to you. My lawyers said I can't. Whoa. So again, this is something that we've heard already. It would be, um, again, confirmatory of what we were suspecting at the time. And it's interesting that he's coming out with it um, again, um, it seems a bit of a rehearsed uh, anecdote by now, but, um, you know, still important bit of information. Uh, may I ask Raccoons what the risk for an over 80 year old going to have fourth booster? Uh, everything's a risk when you're over 80. Here, we're a transparent commission. You're having a task force on origins. If you can't give this, you can't share this commission, that's for sure. Uh, Just to clarify, Jeffrey, that was a funded grant? Uh, yes. Grant. Yeah, that one was a funded grant. So I wanted to know the details of it. It was potentially available through FOIA or other method in, well, in the future. It, it, it soon came out by FOIA, so I got to read it, but not from Dashik. Uh, and so I started to see the resistance inside. I told him he could not chair this uh, task force. He could stay on the commission, but he could not be in charge of this. Then <clears throat> soon afterwards, that very grant was FOIA uh, and uh, was released by Freedom of Information Act. Whoa. That was uh, quite concerning because this documented exactly the dangerous research, especially uh, in in this case, creating chimeric viruses by taking virus backbones and replacing spike proteins uh, on that backbone to test for pathogenicity and transmissibility and infectivity of the chimeras. And we have Peter Dazak saying that on TWIV with uh, Vincent Rancidiello, right? Uh, Before all this broke out, the amount of times that I played that... (laughs) We can forget Peter. Peter coming on the stream. You're all conspiracy theorists. How dare you? <laughs> so the kind of gain of function research that was uh, increasingly being debated on the fringes, but not in the mainstream, and where NIH was saying we we don't uh, we don't support gain of function research. And, and again, um, in the context that EcoHealth right now is still getting grants and just got a new one. Um, something's got to break somewhere and if Jeffrey can be used to uh, get in there and uh, act as a, a wedge I'm, I'm not I'm okay with using that there was the, con- the uh, confrontation between Rand Paul and, uh, and Fauci uh, and uh, Fauci absolutely denied all of this but then the uh, pipeline started to open up a little bit and uh, I saw that what Dashig had represented to me was absolutely not true. So I told him, you can't be on this commission. You can't be on the task force. At which point, 
the task force erupted uh, against me. Sachs, you're siding with the, the dark side, uh, anti-science uh, and, and so forth. And I said, look. I says, Kevin, do you ever get the feeling they use conspiracy theories to build a false narrative to distract from a bigger truth, DARPA, et cetera, and set up some other entity other than themselves? Yes. Yes, I do. All the time. There's, like I say, there's a, there's a kind of real-time analytics that goes on and how they, how they, and it, everything feels algorithmic, right? And, you know, there's, there's these great streams from Mark, who's tonic, where he just goes through and, um, I forget the name, and he sent me the details about just how they automated warfare. And this is part of that automation. And you've got to be aware of it so you can step out the way. I want from all of you clarification about potential conflicts of interest. Are you associated with Wuhan Institute of Virology? Are you associated with EcoHealth Alliance? Do you have other affiliations that could be potential conflicts of interest? Because I'm chairing a transparent, open, unbiased assessment, and I need to know now from you. Silence. Silence from the group. I gave them a week. Please submit things. If you have any doubts, please talk to me about the doubts because I need to know about them and we can talk them through. Silence. Two weeks. Three weeks. No response at all. Except that one of the scientists on this task force absolutely lambasted me for recklessness, anti-science, and uh, really in extraordinarily crude terms, I must say, a pretty, uh, I don't know, this is just words in a, in a world of much more violence, so uh, you know, one can take it, but still really excoriating terms. <laughs> they were shitposting him. Oh dear, poor Jezza. <laughs> uh, about gross irresponsibility and gross anti-science. And uh, Mark has put the links for Houstonic. If you're new here um, and you don't know who Mark is, you need to go and watch his stuff. Um, it's, let's say, you don't have to agree with all of it, but there's, um, there's very, very detailed analysis of an historical analysis, which is incredibly important if you want to understand how we got here. And, you know, I, I sort of see my job as, as I don't know, sort of casting... Um, or, or, or helping constrain and keep people honest with where they're going with uh, with their data. Um, and Mark's data is um, very well honed, and we, we wouldn't be half as far as we are. I don't think Jeffrey would be out here spilling the beans uh, if it wasn't for Mark's work. Scientific and unprofessional behavior because of this and so forth. Then the next FOIA came out, the next week and showed that that guy was a co-investigator with Dashen on the ground. I could not believe it because I had asked for any kind of conflict of interest. The guy that is excoriating me is up to his neck in exactly this research program. And is that Gary, Robert F. Gary? I wonder who he's talking about here. Name names. Never admitted it. Okay. So can, I, can I ask you about that particular sure. research program? So it's NIAID. That's great. Mike Mauchi. They do bioweapons research, and some of their funding comes from defense or sort of spooky sources, and they're one of the biggest in terms of funding institutes at NIH. Is that, am I correct in thinking that? Yeah, they don't call it biowarfare. Mark Kulak, who's on the cloud. authoritatively tell you what they do. They call it biodefense. But the fact of the matter is that they manage the U.S. biodefense program to a very significant extent, and they right. don't want us looking back. This, this, they manage or part of the U.S. biowarfare program, and they do not want us looking. They do not want us looking. 
And this is this is all part of the stuff that again that um, Mark has gone into this queue clearance and the fact that there's this level, right? The military industrial complex has got a chokehold on American institutions right now, and he's spilling the beans about that. That's important. That is important because it's bigger. It's then it's bigger than just SARS. It's these whole programs. And what is it that they're doing? And now maybe we can start talking about nanobots, etc. But we've got to get to the point where we establish that these programs are functional. And they've got goals and aims that are antithetical to what the uh, government for the people, by the people, really need. And he's, he's just let the cat out the bag there. And I'm going to quickly um, just take a two-minute break. Um, let me do this. I'll be back. Back in a minute. his face that is me uh, i am a legit scientist all published and she she um i can't stop that triggering and automatically <laughs> i'm stream deck all right where were we he's he's letting us know 
He's letting us know what we what we were conjecturing all along. These are these are bio warfare programs. And all the time, oh, people like uh, Ebola Chan and Matt Ridley, oh, it's got nothing to do with biowarfare programs. It involves US and especially British programs and their intelligence networks. And you know what? They don't represent me. I don't want anything to fucking do with them. I don't like their ideology. I don't like the way they, go, they comport themselves. I don't like the way they're tied into the Epsteinization of science. What's his relationship to that type of science? That's for sure. They right. don't want so, us to know. They don't want us to know the details and they don't tell us the details. And so, so by, by, by treaty, we are not allowed to do offensive research on bioweapons, but we're allowed to do defensive research. But the line is very blurry because if you're developing a vaccine against potential weapons or enemies might use, you still need to have access to dangerous viruses uh, that the enemy might use. And so the, the line is, I think, very unclear between offensive and defensive uses of, of uh, bioweapons. Well, I, I think it's unclear for a much simpler reason as well, which is that it is completely unsupervised from the public point of view. We don't have a clue. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I've been harping on about for years. Again, because it got disseminated through the academies. And the fact that scientists did not speak up. You could literally go and sack most most departments, especially in the biological sciences. So what's going on? And they don't want us to know. And they're not telling. And they're not telling Congress. And they're not telling the public. And by the way, one of the interesting Freedom of Information Act responses by uh, NIH by this NIAID was a uh, lawsuit for them to report on their research on SARS-like viruses, coronaviruses. And they, <laughs> they released, and you cannot even believe it, but you can find it online. I think it was the intercept that, uh, that had this one. Uh, they released a, a 290 page report uh, that has the cover page of the NIH research program, uh, essentially on beta coronaviruses. And then Every one of the 290 pages is 100% redacted. In other words, they, they, they gave, as response to the lawsuit, 290 blank pages. And we're supposed to trust them. Which, of course, as... Who can remember Bob Brush Wilson um, justifying that? Well, of course they've got to redact some stuff. <laughs> and like I say, all those, people, all those people that have been holding to that narrative for two and a half years, the... the from from fat angie to fat peter to um nathan wolf to 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 write down the underlings who were uh shuttling around banning people on twitter for just raising these questions all the time as my story progresses i i don't trust them to turn around because they haven't told the truth from the very start so just to not go into uh, every twist and turn of this saga suffice it to say that the group that had assembled was completely uh, in, up to their necks in Eco Health Alliance, Wuhan, everything. So I disbanded Man, that. Bye, uh, uh. But we came to understand pretty quickly that there were two huge kinds of problems uh, that uh, were at stake. One was the research that was underway was dangerous, certainly. And it was U.S. funded, U.S. backed and U.S. technology, I would say, to a great extent. And especially technology led out of the uh, University of North Carolina, where this cutting edge viral manipulation is done. And that's one part. And somebody leaked the uh, uh, proposal that was made to DARPA, the Defense Department Research Agency, for an extraordinarily dangerous set of experiments, uh, a really remarkable document called the Diffuse Proposal, which is a three-way partnership of University of North Carolina, Wuhan Institute of Virology, and EcoHealth Alliance. And uh, the proposal on page 10, which is, it said, this is 2017, 
it says there are more than 180 previously unreported strains of sarbacoviruses, that is SARS-like viruses. On page 11, it says, we will test these or examine these viruses. And when they don't have a particular part of the genome called a proteolytic cleavage site, we will insert a proteolytic cleavage site into the virus. What they're saying there is we will deliberately make these previously unreported viruses much more dangerous because the research program at UNC and in association with others had established clearly that adding in this piece of the genome called a proteolytic cleavage site and specifically a furin cleavage site, because furin is the enzyme that cleaves uh, this uh, spike protein, by inserting that, you create a dangerous pathogen. That's the bottom line. And that's... It's true. Um, <clears throat> this is something that um, Charles has eloquently put. We've done, go watch the streams I've done with Charles. And um, the, the denial of that furin cleavage site and that's just the start of it. There's so many other things in there that d just are suspicious that these people were engaged around. And like I say, maybe, maybe it was. Well, I don't I'm not buying the vaccine hypothesis. I, I, I don't. I, or, or this wasn't a vaccine because there's, there's too many other extra bits in it that you wouldn't have there. That's the research program. Can I interrupt for one second? So no. this was five years ago that this proposal was written. And five years in the field of gene editing is a really long time. So. When you talk to actual experts, how many of them would say not, not only, A, a you know, could SARS, uh, could COVID have come from the lab, but uh, even putting that aside, if we wanted to, could we actually, with today's technology, actually make something as dangerous as COVID? Well, first of all, the, the, uh, what, what we have in SARS-CoV-2 is a SARS-like virus with a furin cleavage site and maybe with some other tinkering, but the core of the biological innovation, whether from nature or from a laboratory, is to add the furin cleavage site. Uh, and that is uh, four amino acids uh, that make all the difference in the infectivity. SARS just is not very infectious. That's why it died out uh, after killing several hundred people, but it died out. It didn't kill 18 million people because it's not so infectious. Add in RRAR sequence uh, into uh, this genome and wow, you've got a doozy. And so the real question that, and I'm coming to the second uh, part, the, the real question is where'd that urine cleavage site come from? Okay, well, the diffuse grant said, ah, maybe they put it there because especially in retrospect, looking at the sequence of research articles and interviews that Ralph Eric, among others, gave, he's the head of the lab at UNC. They were on the trail of furin cleavage sites. That's for sure. This was a major focus because they knew that's the secret sauce to make a SARS-like virus uh, really dangerous. So they were on that trail and they wanted to do these experiments. Okay. That's one thing that we learned in the fall of 2021. We, the public. The second that, uh, thing that we learned is that there was an incredibly, uh, incredibly uh, uh, suspicious, and I would say at this point, manipulative series of meetings in late January to early February 2020 that has been brilliantly documented by the reporter Emily Kopp at the U.S. Right to Know organization. And through all the lawsuits that U.S. Right to Know and others have undertaken, she has pieced together a timeline that really makes your hair stand on end. And the timeline is basically that in late January 2020, a lot of scientists were saying, Whoa, look at that furin cleavage site. How'd that get in there? That's really unusual. Bats, by the way, would not like that furin cleavage site. So it didn't, uh, it, it, it didn't evolve within the uh, bat reservoir because RRAR is not good for bats, which hold this enterically, not uh, in the lungs. And because of that. So again, he, it, <clears throat> he's got a good handle on the biology and the objections that were formulated. And again, shout out to uh, Jao Flavinkins on Gab, uh, who, who put all this out into the public. A lot of these objections. 
and you know to um yeah he just struck the bats idea and again um thanks <laughs> we'll take it that uh, the fear and cleavage side is not something that would naturally evolve within uh, it's money evil it depends um n- not if you don't have any <laughs> support the doc go to uh stream fags gay pal uh let's see if that uh works no <laughs> do i have to update the site update i know uh stream fags Bow. uh yeah go there support the doc i don't have the money that uh jeffrey Sachs has that population so a number of scientists are saying wait a minute where'd that thing come from this is, again, within a, a few weeks of uh, the genome being known. Uh, and it was posted uh, ostensibly uh, January 11th, 2020, for the world to see. And the scientists looked at it and said, quite immediately, they focused right in on this uh, S1, S2 junction of the spike protein, saw the furin cleavage site, said something really odd is going on. Mm-hmm. So Fauci and Collins, Collins being the head of NIH, called a conference call for uh, February one. 2020. This, this is the call with Jeremy Farrar at the Welcome Trust. Yes. So Jeremy Farrar... And again, you know, you know what he's going to do? He's just going to go blow wide open what I know, which is that Farrar Welcome Trust is spook-fucking-central. Ridley was part of the damage control, I can assure you. Trust uh, organizes uh, the call and then summarizes it in an email. And thanks to, uh, not, not thanks to Transparency and Honesty, but thanks to uh, Freedom of Information Act, we know what was on the call. And what was on the call was that most of the scientists said, eh, pretty suspicious. Some said, I can't figure out how nature could ever have done this. Others said, 80-20 lab, 70-30 lab, 50-50 lab. But basically, oh, this really could have come out of a laboratory. So just, just reiterate, just reiterate, early 2020, initial reactions, having known that now that we knew what the genome was for COVID, initial reactions were plausible to have been of lab origin. Maybe some people even 80-20 lab origin. How do you think those numbers have changed in the subsequent two years? So uh, if you talk to those same scientists and they give you their honest, suppose hypothetically, they gave you your, their honest opinion, would those numbers have changed in either direction very much? Well, I, I think the stunning thing that we know is that within three days, they went from 70-30 lab or 80-20 lab to 100 to zero natural, because what we see is a narrative concocted. Concocted. Right. right. I, I, I accept your claim that there has been an active cover-up or deception. Yes. Yep. The secondary issue is, though, what is the sort of best scientific opinion today about? Okay, possibility? so the best scientific opinion <laughs> depends because those who are in on this narrative are dug in deeply. And when other scientists say, you know, boy, this, this looks uh, like a, a lab creation or it easily could have been a lab creation or that isn't that exactly what the Diffuse grant said, it mm-hmm. would be they get. Yes, of course, I've discussed the science article and it's full of um fabricated data basically and they've used science and they've used science via um, media to try to build this narrative so the fact that um, again Jeffrey Sachs is pulling it down great I'll take it thank you thank you because it, it, it confirms what we were saying and he's saying they're dug in deep because their lives depend on it it is existential it's it's so existential that it's bleeding out, and if it's it's all linked to the the current conflagration in Europe. These are desperate people right now. The sit that they've run the system right to the end. Excoriated by this quite narrow group, uh, it's not a large group. 
it is a group around Ferrari and Fauci. Uh, it's actually not the profession by any means. It's a quite small group of the same. Now, this is where I'll disagree with him. I don't think it's su such a small group. The fact that you've had such silence across institutions, they knew, many, many knew, and said nothing. Said nothing, hoping that the problem would go away. The 30 people that signed that letter, all the Nobel laureates that Peter Daszak or Dazak ordered. Right? And it filters down from there. All of them, all of them should be walking out of their office with their little box of, of knickknacks and no fucking pension. Nothing. People from the start. At the very start, they said lab. Three days later, they said nature. You can even track uh, comments that, gee, this would be bad if the rumor started that this was from a lab and so forth. So they concocted a narrative without the scientific basis. What's fascinating for me, and I mentioned it uh, obliquely uh, uh, earlier, was I then went back to read Proximal Origins as all of this was filling out. And I just could not believe what I had missed the first time. And I think what everybody missed was almost a joke. In the section where it says this couldn't have come from a lab, the argument is this couldn't have come from a lab. Not all of us missed it. Some of us were pointing it out. The idea that because it wasn't a recognized backbone means that uh, it had to come from nature was just utter bollocks. And I can remember the discussions on, on like virology um, blog site, etc. as uh, I think it was um, Anderson who was in there sort of leading the charge. And talking about glycosylation and uh, all, all that type of nonsense, trying to bamboozle people. And if, if this if this lets them burn, I'm I'm going to stand there and cheer it on. Thank you, thank you. Now now let's get to clearing out the rest of it. Because it's unlike any previously reported virus. That's the argument. Well, first of all, it could have been an unreported virus. We know from Diffuse that there were more than 180 unreported viruses. But they say no, it wasn't like a previously reported virus. And then what made my jaw drop is the footnote to that statement is to a 2014 paper. That's almost a joke. I recommend everybody look at footnote 20 uh, to Proximal Origins because it's unbelievable. They're looking at an outbreak in 2020 and they're denying that it could have come from a lab citing a 2014 paper. And what is absolutely profoundly inappropriate about that paper is that they don't say, we don't know what the lab was doing. We need to know what the lab was doing. We can't make definitive statements about what the lab was doing because we're not privy to them being in March 2020 and not having access to the lab notebooks. They don't say any of that. They don't even hint at the idea that more information could be found out by understanding the experiments that were. It's true. Again, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with them. Take, take, these, um, take these gems while you can. Because I, I would say what's coming next is bigger, darker, um, more, more rotten, more rotten. And I, I've got a feeling that a lot of people are, are starting to get into CYA mode. That's what I think is happening. That's what I think is happening with Zach's. That's what I think is happening with Malone. And maybe part of it is that they're under orders to do it, right? You, you know, you get orders with the spec ops team, right? You, you disperse and you just do your thing, get away, right? Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I don't know. And like I say, you've got to be jaundiced eye over everything. But he's laying out exactly what happened, exactly what happened. And all those people that try to defend the other position, right, they're, they're done. 
They're done. There's no more scientific discussion to be had. But it's the other bit of that Lancet Commission report. All, all, the, all the population scale programs that they want, they want people to be controlled by. That's, that's all still in there. No one's questioning that. What's, what's his relationship still to um, globalist type organizations? Does he still think they're a good idea? Does he not see that, that, that these organizations are all hyperlinked through things like Epstein-type networks? We're being done. They just put the curtain down and say, no, it is not from a lab. And that's the phoniness of what happens. That is a concocted narrative. That's for sure. They made it up. Now they justify it. God knows. They could even be right, by the way. But yes. if they were not making these assertions on the basis of scientific evidence or rigorous thinking or even thinking plainly about the kind of evidence one should have to make these announcements. Now, what happened afterwards was they said this in 2020. They tamped down all of the counter arguments who were then labeled as fringe scientists. Yep. Yep. And here we are two and a half years later playing, um, do, do, doing science by streaming <laughs> memes, mimetic warfare. <laughs> that's, that's what they did. That was that was a consequence of their actions. And and they thought that they would. Is he saying anything novel? Nothing that we don't know already. But what he's doing is he's putting the official stamp on it and saying that the other side have been lying. For more than two and a half years. And he said that there are these DOD programs. He's admitted it. He's just gone there. Well, he went there 10 minutes ago. That and that's what we were after. SARS is just a little bit of it. It's the bigger programs that we want and what it means and the impact that it has on people's lives because they work in the dark all the time. Down once and for all. Then the Diffuse grant was leaked or the grant proposal was leaked. What's interesting is not one of those scientists involved in Proximal Origin said, oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, that's it. They denied it. Oh, 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 they denied. They said, oh, this, it hasn't been done. It's just a grant proposal. And remember, at the time, I was saying you don't put grant proposals in unless you've done the data, unless you've done the work. You always have preliminary data. Any competent science, scientist would tell you that. And again, they were caught in a massive lie. And that they should be plucked out from their positions. And, not, and once you've plucked them out, you go in with a big sledgehammer and you just start knocking out everything that was part of these networks. And like, like I say, we're just seeing bits and pieces of them, but, but you can start taking it out to Bill and Melinda Gates programs, Gavi, Welcome Trust, all of it. All of it. And they're all linked to spooks. Intelligence agencies. And it's, it's those that are rotten. They're, they're the ones that sort of pull the strings all the time. Interesting. Well, that, that changes uh, something about what we said. Not one of them. My view, they're not being honest. It's not that they're so sure because they don't have an animal in the marketplace. They, by the way, even if there were an animal, they have no single, even remote uh, story other than hand-waving about where the Fuhrer and Cleveland site came in. That's not a simple story. One side says, hey, we're going to put it in. That's our research program. The other side says, hmm, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. 
And yet we're supposed to believe that. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it as the definitive story and just ignore <laughs> what you're seeing on the other side, which says, hey, we are doing research to put that into SARS viruses. Let me let me just uh, make sure I understand. So there was already a proposal in 2017 to insert the fear and cleavage site. Now, that grant was not actually funded, but no one is saying now that the technologies or the methods that they were proposing to use wouldn't work in reality. No one is saying that, are they? No. In fact, uh, people are telling me that the research was actually done. In fact, actually done before the research proposal went in. Mm -hmm. So I, I've heard from one of the which reviewers. Is, which is common in NIH, which is common yes. for NIH. Yes. Wait, wait, because I expressed to somebody, uh, I expressed to somebody uh, that the fact that the research proposal was turned down, to my mind, was meaningless in terms of it investigation because you constantly make a research proposal and if it gets turned down you continue anyway or you and the person said to me jeff i was the reviewer the research was done before the proposal went in so it's even more than that we have the capability i i think there i've not heard from anybody not a single scientist to claim that you couldn't make this thing it's it's pretty straightforward not for me but for those who do this and barrick's reverse genetic system technology is How do I feel about his de demeanor here? Again, um, I just want—I just wonder if he realized he got into a program and it's—it's it's, it exploded. It exploded because there was pressure from the outside. And had there not been pressure and Peter Dayzak and EcoHealth had been able to maintain narratives about leaks, etc., you wouldn't be hearing a peep from him. But because we've been moving the needle, despite them censoring us despite them having specific programs and agents geared towards trying to shut us down. So, again, how much of this is damage control? How much of this is him extricating himself from uh, any blowback? I don't know. Again, there's the other parts of the Lancet document that you should read. Did a stream about it. And it's all, it's all WEF globalist um, wet dream nonsense. That makes this stuff. And so nobody's saying it can't be done. What we do know is it was the intention to do it. What we do know is that there was a massive library of materials, uh, that is uh, genetic material, to do this. What we do know from Barrick also, very interestingly, is the motivation to do it, or at least one motivation. He explains in one interview uh, in a quite fascinating way. He says, look, nature makes all sorts of new viruses and so forth. We need to be ready with vaccines. And we need the most powerful possible vaccines because we don't know what's going to come after us. So we need to test our vaccines against the most powerful pathogens. So, so now he's literally fingering at the, uh, the vaccine programs as well. Great. I'll take that one too. Thank you. Ka ching And we can't just expect that we're going to collect the most pow powerful pathogens. We need to make the most powerful pathogens so that we can actually test the vaccines against them. And this is stated in a 2015 interview. I, I just want to emphasize, Jeffrey, that from the national security standpoint, that's not crazy, right? So if, if you think this is the way that our enemies are going to make a really dangerous weapon, well, we need to make it ourselves and test vaccines against it. So it's absolutely not, it's not crazy from a NATSEC perspective, right? It's dangerous. But and again, fingering the biowarfare programs and the vaccine programs or medical countermeasure programs, which is what we've been talking about. And what this fits into is the fact that that medical countermeasure research enabled them to develop incapacitating agents. Now, it wouldn't take me long with my hands on those agents and the proper lab facilities to figure that out and what's going on. Oh, this is interesting. Look at that. Oh, well, I was uh, 
look at it. Look at the uh, change in behaviour in the colony now that there's uh, post-infection. How long does that last? Let's see. What the what the biological markers of that? You don't think that wasn't being done? God damn it! We know that they were testing on humans again and again and again and again. And so this goes this goes back to what Nick talks about. These programs are decades old. Probably led to something like HIV. But it, you can understand why they would uh, act that way, operate that way. It is true, but it is crazy to do it in a BSL-2 facility, uh, meaning to do these uh, experiments on dangerous pathogens in a low biosafety level lab. Did- which did is you apparently two, did you really mean two or three? I, I thought I, 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 I meant two because I've been told that uh, that in Wuhan this was done in BSL two conditions. I don't know whether that's absolutely the fact, but that's what I was told. It should definitely be three or above. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they when they're in the spacesuits, that's four, but yeah. uh, that's for show uh, because uh, most of the <laughs> the ironic thing, you know, it, it is as I understand it, and uh, I, I I may misunderstand some of these points certainly, but as I understand it, since SARS was not so infectious, it was not classified in a pathogenic level that required a ESL4. Mm. And one thought. Not true. It's not true. We know it was classed as BSL3 and 4 from the, uh, I forget the name of the system. Where's Mark where you need him? From Fort Detrick. It's, it's on there as one of the pathogens of concern and how to handle it. And that system went offline in August, remember? 19, uh, 2019. Is that one of the reasons why I uh, the U.S. was partnering up with China. Partly it was to get access to the vaccine, uh, to the virus uh, strains that were there, no doubt. Select agents partly it may have been to observe what the Chinese were doing. Uh, and partly it may have been because they were doing it faster and quicker in a lower BSL facility. So if it had to be done in the U.S., there would have been a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of problems, but uh, doing it in Wuhan wouldn't raise those problems. So I think where we are is rather straightforward. Fauci is the highest paid in the FedGov. And also um, we find out that from Sachs, Right. We get confirmation that um, he's he's deeply involved in these um, bio bio defense programs post 9-11. And this is something, again, that Housatonic has been working to and we find all, all, all these networks, etc. Um, and th- th- there's something rotten in the state of Denmark. And uh, you know what? I don't care about Chinese or Russians. I want to get our house in order because as bad as the U.S. is, Britain is the same. His pay went up 50% after 9-11. Hilarious. Forward. Uh, and that is uh, the following. You have two hypotheses. They're both still viable. Could have come out of nature. It could have come out of a lab. There is not an iota of, uh, I shouldn't put it this way. There's nothing which rules out the laboratory and the accumulation of the evidence and the accumulation of the bad behavior, I would say, points more and more towards the lab. Uh, because uh, now we understand the dangerous research program. We understand the experiments. We understand the library of, uh, of, un- of unreported viruses. Uh, we understand the, the research setting in which this was done uh, and so on. So I think the evidence has gone. More- <laughs> Good doggy working in the background. What a great meme. Uh, humble thyself to the trash and become indomitable. <laughs> Is that how you spell indomitable? But uh <laughs> Superb. Bravo, good doggy. <laughs> From Trash Keck Smiles. 
more and more towards the laboratory as being the very likely explanation. The market, the market hypothesis has many deep problems, actually, many gaps and flaws. Uh, let me just, let me just sure. give the strongest defense of Barrick and Daychek and these guys. Maybe they were doing this research and maybe they were even encouraged by national security interests of the United States to do this research. Um, and maybe they didn't, you know, ultimately, maybe COVID was not a lab leak, but these guys are defending themselves because they know that they could take a lot of the heat because of their previous activities if, if that narrative uh, took hold. Is, is, that, is that a reasonable defense of these guys or is that, is that too charitable? Well, it's possible. You know, what, what, what we know is that they're not telling us the truth about possibilities. That's for sure. We know they concocted a narrative. We don't know the full story why. There are many reasons why. One is they don't know what happened. Maybe research was being done. Maybe Wuhan yes. went off yes. on its own and did things and they, they just don't know. That's one possibility. Second possibility is they know they were part of it and they're covering it up. Third possibility is uh, we're not sure, but we sure don't want people looking at our bio defense uh, research because we and that third possibility i think is the real thing we don't want people looking quick cover it up cover it up all the bonuses we've been slipping out all that research money push this way and that cover it up call anyone that uh, that cast out call them a conspiracy theorist destroy them <laughs> use our use our tools our publications Use woke politics to build our defenses. That's what they did. That's what they literally did. We got a lot of it. It's secret. It's classified. And we don't want people poking their noses into it. Uh, so I think it, the, the fact is we don't know. But frankly, it's not a defense. I, I think for scientists, the only defense is here's our lab notebooks. Here's what we were doing. Uh, the chips will fall where they might. And we need to know. That's, by the way, the only justifiable position in this, which is yes. that there is transparency. So we figure out what the heck is really going on, where this came from, what the risks are, what we need to do uh, to stop this pandemic and, and uh, move forward to stop future pandemics. You know, there's a lot of dangerous research underway. I think this is irrefutably true, but it's unsupervised. So this is another reason to find this out because I'll do uh... If it didn't happen this time, it's going to happen the next time. And yep, yep, we yep. really need to get this under control. I personally lost uh, confidence in NIH in this. We never got an honest view. Not only that, we got a deliberately concocted false narrative about this. And that's not satisfactory when you're dealing in high stakes risks, because where, where could the trust possibly be? I think there are a couple of other things to add, Steve, that are uh, important in this. It, it, we heard, but I don't think we were hearing clearly enough what uh, Robert Redfield, the head of the Centers for Disease Control, was saying to us. He was the head of one half of the U.S. response to the pandemic. He believed from the start that this very likely came out of a laboratory. And Fauci shut him down. And Redfield knows a lot. So this is not some crazy outside view 
This is the view of one of the most significant insiders, someone extraordinarily experienced, by the way, in the U.S. biodefense sector, who is aware of who does what, when, and how, and who says, wait a minute, you never looked at the possibility of the laboratory. And when I raised it with Fauci, he, his response was to keep me out of all meetings rather than to take an honest view. So we have step-by-step step, more and more reason for thinking it's not just us looking in saying, God, this is weird. It's people that were right at the top in the midst of this being stopped from having an honest view. And what uh, Redfield and others have also pointed out. Again, this, this discussion is important because he's, he's bringing it up to the surface, these programs. And these programs will do anything to survive such the point, again, that I don't think, I, I think that the conflagration that we're, we're going to be facing very, very soon is a direct consequence of it. And all that stuff about, oh, God, all those labs in Ukraine, there's nothing. And uh, those reports of uh, projects that were looking for specific Russian DNA from synovial fluid, <laughs> not Ukrainian. Just stop looking at that. Those race based weapons? Nah, go blimey, Governor. You got it wrong. Doubt is that while we did not uh, pick up the signals from Wuhan, uh, in the fall, because there are signals coming from everywhere in the world all the time about things, and most of them are really noise in the end. If you look back retrospectively, it's pretty clear, at least according to what I'm told, that there were some strange uh, things happening in Wuhan already in September and October. And that fits the normal phylogenic clock for this outbreak. Because if you look at the variants, the mutations, the strains, and you try to figure out when the original spillover occurred, the dating is October or November not December. The market hypothesis depends on this. What I've been saying, certainly floating around uh, in Korea in December. Being December, it depends on the market being the place where the spillover took place, not just a place where the virus was spread, but the genetic evidence, but also... Uh, Chris has uh, the StreamFags links work. Please, folks, help support the doc. Go to StreamFags. Open <laughs> link a new tab. <laughs> There you go. You can use PayPal. You can use GayPal. <laughs> Send some donuts to the doc. <laughs> get, we're getting towards the uh, scientific research. I'm getting, uh, look, DHL customer support just right now. Um, let's look at this. Just sent to me 4 a.m. in the morning. The ear bars are on the way. Well, I'm giving my dress away. <laughs> but it's there. It's a cooming. It's a cooming. We'll get the data. I promise you. I will I will get that data if it's the last thing I fucking do. I'll get it. And we'll see. And we'll see. Should we really be concerned about the medical countermeasures? How much how much does it fit the profile of uh, a binary agent? I'll I'll get it. I'll figure it out. The human intelligence evidence looked at retrospectively suggests that something was happening in Wuhan, an outbreak already in September or October, and that this was you know, potentially knowable, but in the noise of uh, daily events, it, it, it probably wasn't really picked up until a retrospective look at the evidence. But I think that the point is we, we have enough to say we need an independent investigation in the United States, not waiting on China, but what NIH was doing, what major U.S. scientific labs were doing, what they know, what the experiments were, when they were done. Show us the lab books. And we have enough reason to go to that now. Now, Jeff, you're 
a real world guy, you know more about how the real world operates than almost any academic. So what are the chances? What's the scenario? <laughs> uh, just, uh, just, excuse me, while I just take that statement with a pinch of salt. Where we do actually get this level of transparency in the United States. Uh, the U.S. is really good at shutting down uh, investigations. So that's been true my, my whole life. Uh, it took me a long time to understand they shut down any honest investigation of the Kennedy assassination and uh, almost anything. Uh... It's all coming out now. <laughs> Whoops. In the U.S. biodefense sector, who is aware of who does what, when, and how. Scientific labs were doing what they know, what the experiments were, when they were done. Show us the lab books. And we have enough reason to go to that now. Now, Jeff, you're a real world guy. You know more about how the real world operates than almost any academic. So what are the chances? What's the events? The Iraq war on false pretenses and all the rest. We almost never investigate these things. He's calling out so many things. I don't I don't know what like I say. Um, I'll take it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we we may as well have Jeffrey Sachs speaking up. Why not? Why not? Because he's not he's not just talking about SARS here. He's talking about the whole military industrial complex of the U.S. and the West, Britain and the United States. And I say I know how they are. Let it burn. Let it all burn. Burn it down. There's nothing there to save. Nothing. And so this is pretty tough. This is calling for an investigation of ourselves. And we don't like to investigate ourselves. And our government runs on secrecy. Uh, it has really True. run on secrecy since uh, the end of World War II, since uh, the, the U.S. became the world's superpower. Um, and there's so much that goes on. I know it only, uh, you know, I see a lot of the shadows, uh, the doors closing uh, and other things, because I do see a lot. But I never see the inner sanctum. I'm not in the inner inner sanctum, and I don't pretend. Ah, ah, again, again. Don't look at me, Governor. It wasn't me. I'm not. I'm not part of that inner circle. It's what I said the other day. Now, now he's saying it. And like I say, they might be realizing that uh, it's all about to go tits up. to be and i don't want to be for that matter because i don't like what they're doing in there but the, the point is that we typically don't get honesty on core uh issues like this one and um so i can't say that the chances are good but i would say practically speaking uh, the the republican side of the house and the senate has said something weird's going on the democrats have circled the wagons around fauci uh, strangely, because the origin of SARS-CoV-2 is not a left-right issue, in my view. But in any event, it turned into a left-right issue like everything. Joshua says he speeded. Yes, I'm listening to it because we've listened to Sachs um, three, four times now. Right, I know what it is that he's saying, and I'm, I can pick out the, the major points here, which is, which is what I've been fighting for, that you're dealing with bio-warfare programs. He's saying it. He's telling you right now, he's admit, he, he's saying that there's um, collusion going on about some of the most traumatic human events of the 20th and 21st centuries. And he's seen it. So may, maybe, maybe we might just want to encourage him somewhat to spill the beans a little bit more. When he's saying that there are, there are 
programmed, that queue clearance program from the Second World War where everything was um, brushed into the Atomic Secrets Act, the biological warfare got covered by it as well. Again, eloquently expressed and studied by Mark Housatonic Live. Sachs needs to be informed about Hunter Biden and Metabio. Yes, that's, that's one thing that he's missing right now. Is he in that little black book? else in our country. And it is possible that if the Republicans uh, win one or both houses of uh, Congress in the November elections, that they will uh, launch an independent investigation. I just don't know. But it's not the typical modus operandi of the U.S. government. I, I just want to share one. I wanted to give you as much time to talk as, as you need. I just want to share one story. So not so long before COVID began, I was in London. I had a meeting with Jeremy Farrar on a different matter. So if he's meeting with Jeremy Farrar, um, he's pretty high up as well. Who's this person? I don't know who this Stephen who, who is. Farrah is as corrupt as the day is long. As is Ridley. That's British establishment. They're scum. Scum. Pull it all down. Let it burn. Let it burn because they'll burn you. They're burning you right now. They're burning you because they're going to make the world burn to save themselves. But the thing is, there's more of us than there are of them. And they can only, they can only burn so much. And I met his deputy, who is a former MI, I don't know if it's five or six. The former, uh, head, of, former head of MI5. MI5, yes. Yeah. So my feeling on this is that if the government is nervous because they have treaty obligations about bioweapons. Oh, it's all coming out here. It's all coming out here. And I'm telling you, all of this, all of this is about them being caught, being caught. They've gone round the world for 20 years, smashing countries on the pretext of weapons of mass destruction. And here they are. Here they are. They've been engaged in the same and it's got out of hand. And now we'll get dragged. We'll get dragged down the shitter of global conflagration because they fucked up. It's not just SARS. It's many, many different programs, including medical countermeasures. But they don't want to completely give it up. It's very natural for them to funnel it through the NIH or funnel it through the Wellcome Trust. For example, Thank you, Hoplite. Um, Apple, which is the largest funder of medical research in the UK, I believe, or at least one of them. Um, it's not surprising that spooky people want this program to continue for maybe legitimate national defense reasons, but they want to put it at arm's length so that uh, they can play Fauci or NIH or Welcome if they have to, but they want to keep some tabs on it. And it's also a good way to keep tabs on what scientists in other countries like China are doing if you're funding some of their work. If, if you have contacts with the leading researchers, maybe they're not doing anything related to defense. Maybe they're just trying to you know, understand how to build better vaccines. Nevertheless, you get a view into what is going on research-wise in that country. And the former students of those people that you're monitoring, they're probably, they may be working in the defense establishment in that other country. So I'm almost certain this whole network of stuff exists. And it's this kind of network that would close like this and prevent you from getting the full story of what, of what actually... Literally what we've been arguing for the last two and a half years. There it is. They're spilling the beans. And again, why? Why, why, why? What about, and again, my suspicion point is my radar's pinging about the other components of that uh, Lancet report, which again is all globalist mishmash nonsense. She happened. Uh, with COVID. So uh, any comments on that? Uh, one of the authors of The Proximal Origins uh, said to me, uh, I asked, how did you get into this? He said, well, uh, Jeremy Farrar's spook friends 
I called him and were very concerned about, uh, you know, where this virus came from. And then Jeremy called me, uh, so that, or he, there was a chain of calls, but he said by himself, Jeremy's spook friends. Well, yes. What we're seeing is, uh, the, the behavior of a highly secretive part of our government. We're not seeing much of it, but we're seeing uh, glimpses. Letting it all out. And like I say, there's only a few, like, we'll be listening here applauding, but we're, we're such a tiny fraction of the human population. Everyone will be fixated on whatever, the Queen dying or uh, whatever. I don't know. What's his name? Jay-Z, whatever, says in interviews and Tucker Carl. N- very few people are going to be interested in this type of technical detail, but it's this technical detail that's about to fuck your life up. Of it. So there's no doubt that uh, this is part of, quote, biodefense, whatever that means. And uh, we're not supposed to see that, uh, according to uh, uh, strictures. <laughs> I just I just feel like I'm playing the slot machine and it's just like, ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. <laughs> but unfortunately, an epidemic uh, broke out that has claimed 18 million lives. So people uh, are rather interested of uh, where this came from. And I think what you're saying is absolutely correct. This is a network, uh, and uh, it's a network uh, that is the opposite of transparent. And uh, yet science, when it gets involved in such networks, is really unpleasant, actually. Uh, you know, science is our vital, vital hold on reality. Can agree with him there. Our science got perverted by these systems, and we need to silo them somehow. But who are you going to trust to go and do it? Vincent Rancid Yellow and his, his podcast... I don't think so. Reality, it's our vital way to address complex challenges. But, of course, it's constantly suborned by, by the state, by power. Uh, and this was true of the nuclear age, of course. It started as a secret state project to make an atomic bomb. It meant that uh, a lot of physics was uh, really under the aegis of the security state. And now we see that biology is under the aegis. <laughs> that just needs a... Uh... <laughs> Hello, Akbar! And, uh... It transcends! It goes far beyond one man! This needs to be fought against! This cannot be taken lying down! Aegis of the security state. And a lot of high-tech is under the aegis of the security state. And the security state doesn't tell us what's going on. They think for our own good. <laughs> I'm not so sure. But the point is that we don't see... Even and, and one of the funny things about the security state is that even when things are in plain view, they're denied. So gaslighting, so-called, is a core part of the behavior of, uh, of the security now, state. Now you telling you about obvious, the psychological operations. Say, no, that's not there. No, that's not true. That's, that's not true. And that's normal behavior. I, I saw you on Bloomberg the other day talking about Nord Stream and who did Nord Stream, which I think most people in the world think there's at least a strong possibility the U.S. did it. And the idea that our media and uh, government cannot even address that obvious possibility is just uh, it's like living in uh, Orwell's book. Um, Nord, Nord Stream is hilarious because uh, in its way, hilarious, strange word, but uh, Biden said, we have our ways to take this out. Uh, he said, if Russia invades, that's the end of this pipeline. Oh, Mr. President, how, how could you say that? He said, we have our ways. Uh, then you have uh, on uh, just an online app, the ability to track planes. So we see a U.S. Poseidon flying over the site before boom. And then when boom goes off, you have the foreign, former foreign minister of Poland, uh, Radek Sikorsky, whom I know, saying, thank you, USA, and, and uh, tweeting a picture of, of, of the, uh, the massive leak. And, and uh, then you look at motive, which is that the U.S. has wanted to shut this down the whole time. And naturally, what do we hear in our media? I don't know. 
big mystery. Then, because I, I travel around the world, people say to me, Jeff, I, I, one, one lead I, reporter who I'm not going to say more, just of course, Jeff, it's the U.S. And I said, it'd be nice if your newspaper mentioned that once in a while. Uh, but that is exactly like this. You see it straight out and you cannot get a straight answer. You get, uh, well, you're not welcome on the show. I was supposed to be on for <laughs> a bit longer, but that was the end of that interview. So this is, uh, uh, this is how this world works. Just to clarify that point, because it was the first time I'd heard it from you when you were on Bloomberg, that there are publicly available radar logs of a helicopter, I think of the type the U.S. military uses, which left Gdansk, flew near the pipeline, and that was soon before the, the, the explosion. It, it seems that it's not a helicopter, if I understand it correctly, better. It, it, it is some kind of military aircraft. And there's a Twitter account, at uh, Sander underscore 2021, uh, on an October 1 tweet where you can look. I can't evaluate more than that, but it shows, uh, it shows a plane that is... Again, I was talking about Nord Stream, but um, but the the subtext of what he's saying right now is that this is all biowarfare programs, including the medical countermeasures. It, in that instance, you have the right to say no. Not this time. Not this fucking time. No, 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 not this fucking time, no fucking way, no fucking way, no fucking way, no fucking way, you made me look a right cunt. Now, now we have to build on it, now let's get the data, let's do the experiments, now maybe other people will do the experiments, I don't care, let's just get the data out there, right, but it's shocking. It's shocking that it took this long to get to this point. But thank God we're here. Thank God we made it. Al-Akbar. Refueled in midair, then flies over wow. uh, fly, flies over uh, the site, does a, a little curlicue, and then flies off. Uh, and uh, this was tweeted already on October 1. And you can, you know, it's, it's uh, on, on the website. Uh, and people can evaluate it. I, I can't fully, I mean, I can't even, I won't use the word fully. I can't evaluate it, but uh, boy, I, I want answers. I want answers to this, just like I'd like answers to, to COVID, not just, we don't discuss this. I, I'll get- not just COVID. It's these biowarfare programs need dismantling. They're institutions that are gorging themselves on the pipeline of money that's been going on for bloody decades need to be shut down. There needs to be full disclosure. If, like I say, if it goes back to things like HIV, if it's if it's a product of those programs, which it's pretty clear that the evidence points in that direction. There, there are a lot of people who have been harmed by these programs. So someone needs to be accountable because it, it wasn't a natural phenomenon. It's a man-made phenomenon. And so we have to we have to take control. And so let's use someone like Sachs, right? Because, like I say, he's not just talking about covid here he's talking about the programs and that's that's our higher goal we must take those programs out they are they are the tip of the spear of the programs that are coming with all the digital controls that want to take over your life the qr code being stamped on your face it's through those programs and he just said technology bio biotechnology physics all under the auspices of the the security state. No, no. Can't be happening. Not like this. I'll give you another one. If 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 there's just to, to riff on this for for one more moment. 
we've had this extraordinarily dangerous shelling of the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant. Now, the Russians control the plant and the Ukrainians are trying to take it back. And the shelling is of the plant. And our newspapers say, well, we don't know who's shelling it, but it's very dangerous. And I say, well, if the Russians are inside and the Ukrainians are trying to take it over, maybe it's the Ukrainians shelling it. But our media does not allow any word against the Ukrainian actions, not a word. Uh, so I've asked around to very senior people. They say, yeah, Jeff, of course, uh, it's uh, Ukraine shelling the power plant. But you can't find that in the public discourse because we are told stories and we're told them whether they make any sense, even when they're absolutely captured on film. Doesn't matter. We're told stories. And that's how the U.S. government operates. You know, I think it's especially infuriating to scientists and academics who are used to carefully reading the evidence and demand some level of honesty and integrity and self-consistency. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is incredibly frustrating in the kinds of things that they read. And uh, the, the current era is just, uh, it's, it's, it's driving us nuts, I think. Yeah, and also, you know, our lives are, you go into a seminar and your colleagues attack you to like nothing if you make one slip uh, because you're supposed to be on your toes with the evidence and, and being able to make your case. And that's a healthy process. You know, that, that, that's the really healthy process. So we're confronting a sociology of knowledge in this case that's completely different. Uh, the government's not interested in the truth. The government's interested in the message. The government's interested in the power. The government's interested in the outcome. The government may say very well, hey, we're protecting you, you idiot, whatever it is. But it's not interested in, well, uh, who took out the pipeline or who created or where did the virus come from or who's shelling the power plant? Not interested in those questions, really. Well, Jeff, I, I want to say I really admire your courage. And I, I imagine the last year of your life has been maybe qualitatively different from all the previous ones because you, you've come out against the narrative on some key topics. Um, do you, you want to say anything about that? What the, was, has there been a personal cost for you? Well, look, I, I, I think we're in a dangerous uh, situation worldwide. So I think we need some truth. That, that's the basic, basic point. Great. Um, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with that point. We need the truth out right now. And he's just he's just laid out for us. Forget COVID. Forget it. Right. It's the programs that we want to go after because they've got out of control. And all, all those greasy bastards that are running it. Right. Need to need to feel the heat. There's there's nothing in there worth saving. Nothing. Nothing. Rip it all out. Now, um, I saw uh, JC's uh, streaming, as is uh, Matt. So I'm going to um, wrap up there. Again, uh, please remember, folks, they're, they're working real hard to try and debank me. You can use uh, this link, Stream Fags and Gay Pal. Patreon works. Um, try, to, try to keep the dock in the fight. I was right. I was right. And now, now we must go after these programs. And... God look after people like Charles Rixey, who's, who's literally in the belly of the beast right now. With that, I'm going to say, um, take care, guys. God bless. I will see you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these peppers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead.